man, we get that man them keys to drive it, bring him off the lot for orientation, and didn't see that truck again for a month and a half. He stole the truck, brand new off the lot. He stole the truck? Brand new off the lot. Wow. Brand new off the lot. Okay. And we would have this man in the hotel, we would take him food, and his ass in there reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Underlining this stuff. Uh, Underlining, highlighting the Bible? Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. I'm going to steal your truck. Yes. <laughs> Turn my mic up. Take that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, on the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another amazing episode. And today I have my very, very special guest, my friend, Supreme Driver Recruiting Own, Recruiting's Own. Ashley Thomas. What's up, miss? What's up, what's up, what's up? Man, how you been since the last time we connected on the pod? Moving, grooving, and shaking. Man, I see you, man. You out there doing your thing. Yes, it's popping. It's popping, it's popping. All right, so listen, we had to get you back on the show because the last time, I don't really think we scratched the surface, right. you know, with, with you, who you are as a person, an individual, entrepreneur, um, and just, you know, a leader in this industry. So I wanted mm -hmm. to circle back. And, okay. and, and kind of revisit revisit that and, and just kind of talk about what you're doing now, right? So, obviously, we're going to talk about Supreme Driver Recruiting, okay. right, which is what you do, your, your recruiting company, mm -hmm. uh, recruiting drivers. As we know, we have a huge driver shortage. Right. It's, it's right. a terrible problem in the industry, so I hope you could definitely speak to that. And then also the other things you're doing, you're an author now, you're a speaker. Yes. Yes. You got so much going on, girl, yes. you know, so we, we, we got to get into it. So, first, for the people who don't, you know, kind of know, let's kind of get into your backstory a little bit um where you from oh hell <laughs> I'm, I'm from uh arlington texas that's out there by uh dallas d-town um dfw dfw okay dfw yeah um came up you know uh, pretty much by myself my mom dropped me off on my great granny doorstep nine months so i was raised by my great granny you know what i'm saying so I saw my great granny move and, and, and shake and, and make make stuff happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the the root of 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 who I am and the values and the morals that I have today. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's crazy how I got into trucking though. Okay. Right. So are we kind of able to? Do you want me to to really just give you the the meat? Well, well, well. Let, let's let's build the story up. So. Okay. Obviously, you had a, a, a interesting childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Because you were dropped off. You said nine months old. Yeah. On your grandmother's doorstep. Great granny. Great grandmother's doorstep. Yeah. Great 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 <laughs> grandma. Yeah. Okay. All right. So tell me about childhood. Tell me about coming up. I mean, how did that impact you as a kid? It it was terrible. You know, I'm like looking around, like why the hell am I here? You know, where is my mama and where is my dad? You know, and I kind of started. Um, Re rebelling, you know, and, and kind of wanted my great granny. She wanted to shelter me so bad because my mom was on drugs and, you know, she would try to drive, you know, past while I'm playing outside and stuff and try to snatch me up and all of that kind of stuff. So my great granny kind of got to the point where it was I couldn't go outside. I, I really couldn't go to the movies because she was scared. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's like, right. well, you're not going to snatch my baby. And so at 13, I just said, you know what? I'm just I'm just kind of tired of this, you know. I'm tired of feeling like I'm in a prison. So, I'm going to go find my mama. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? You said saying? you're going to go find her. I'm going to go find her. Okay. Were, did, did, was your great-grandmother raising any other kids? Or was just, nope. Just so me. just you? Just me. So you were the only child. Only and, child. And basically you felt like she was kind of, um, I guess, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, smothering you, right? Yeah. Like, with rules and stuff yeah. like that. You were sheltered. Yeah. So it you was bad. that you wasn't feeling that. No, it was bad. It was to the point like I couldn't talk on the phone. She was listening to make sure I wasn't talking like my mom or you know what I'm saying. Were you a good kid? <laughs> you know, she put me through private school. Okay. And so, you know, those private school kids kind of turn out to be crazy kids. <laughs> right. So, but, right, right, right. You know, I was good probably up until like 11. Okay. okay. 11. So she had her reasons probably to be a little bit. Yeah, she did. A little bit overbearing. She did. Because she started. I was I was about to be a beast. Got you. Got you. She so so at 13, you said you want to go find find your mom. Yeah. What, 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 what kind of triggered that? I mean, still, why am I here? And now I'm smothered. So it must be something that my granny is trying to keep me from her. Why are you trying to keep me from her? It must be better on the other side. Because as a kid, that's what you're thinking. What mm. your parents are trying to keep you from is what's lit, you know? Gotcha. So it's like, I got to get out here and, and see what's up. See okay. what's happening. Okay. All right. So tell me about that. All right. So, um, you know, my mom was on drugs and she was a, a, a drug dealer as well. You know what I'm saying? So it was a guy that got her hooked on drugs. She was in love with him. And he's like, here, you know, hit this, you know, and, and it just kind of went from there. So I would leave. I'm very, very, very um, resourceful. So I can make some stuff happen, you know. So I would put on all this makeup and stuff and do my hair as a, as a grown woman. Because you know how these kids can, can look older than what they are. At least it made me look like I was 16, 17. You know, and I would hit the, the streets and the areas. I would ask, hey, do you know Tasha? Do you know Tasha? Do you know Tasha? Right? And so um, some people say, well, are, who are you? You know, I'm, I'm her daughter or whatever. And so they led me to a hotel where she would be staying at. You know, back and forth. So I found her. Um, I w <laughs> and what age were you when you found her? Were you still thirteen? I was thirteen. Okay. Uh huh. That's okay. when I left the house. Okay. I was thirteen, and I dropped out. Of, I dropped out of school. Okay. You know, I dropped out of the ninth grade. All right. And never, you know, never went back. So I don't. So where have, were you like, living at this time? Or nothing. Um, it, with different boys and stuff like that. Okay. You know, so you were on your own. Yeah. At thirteen. Yeah. And what do you have at at thirteen? How can you make it at thirteen? Right. Right. You know, and so I knew that there had to be something that I could do to be able to take care of myself. I had to be if I was going to be out here by myself, I had to clothe myself, I had to feed myself and I had to make sure that I was all right. You know, and so when I found her, um, she left. She left out the room. Um, we had already talked and I told her, I don't want to go back to Granny's. You know, I feel like I'm smothered. This is neg. You need to take care of me. Right. And so she left, you know, it was a sleazy hotel too. probably like those 30, $40 super eight <laughs> hotels back in the day, like $30 an hour type yeah, of joints. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it was, it was trash. Yeah. Right. So she left to go make the money to pay for the room the next day. Right. And so I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I'm like, you know what? Well, my mama hustler is something in this room that is the answer to my problems, you know? And so I was look I was looking around, looking around, and I found a magazine, yo, that looked like the green sheet, right? Oh, the green sheet. What's, you, what's you remember the green, the green sheet? sheet? No, I don't. What? What's the green sheet? That must Edu be a Dallas thing. It, it just like um, 
where you open up and it has different, like I'm selling a computer here for $30 or this, whatever, and then you can turn to the job page. It's like a mini newspaper. Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it yeah. look like the green sheet. Okay. <laughs> Y'all should know. For whoever what knows what the green sheet is, all right. <laughs> mini newspaper, like a yeah. um, like a one ads, wanted, one ads or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. A, a Craigslist or something. But the difference about this green sheet is that it had a naked woman on the cover. Okay, that's a different green sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah different. <laughs> yeah, 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 different type of green sheet. So okay. I, I opened it and I'm seeing now hiring, now hiring, now hiring, and I'm reading, but remember I'm 13 years old and I haven't been exposed to this. And so it's saying like, you know, go on dates with old men and we'll pay you a certain blah, blah, blah. Man, I called that number on that ad because I knew the answer had to be in this. This green sheet. Okay. I never forget a Corvette pulled up and picked me up. It was a it was a young chick. I mean, she was but it looked like she was balling. I had never seen nothing like that before, you know? Um, and she took me to another house and it had these girls in there. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell is going on for real? I'm like, um, y'all just go see old men and stuff, right? You we are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. You know, and then I got introduced to um, to the pimp. Okay. And he was like freaking 57, 57. So at that point in my life, now my life gets interesting. And now I'm, I fell into the hands of a pimp at age of 13 years old. Wow. Wow. So when, when you walk into that, so I'm, it's like a house, I'm assuming, yeah. right? With a lot of different women. Yeah. Are there other young girls like your age that you no. see there? Or they're mostly older? They're grown women. You're, they're grown women. Yeah. And you're the only young girl. I'm the only young girl. So what, what's the what's the initial reaction? Like, what? how do they receive you in there? I mean, that, that had to be, like, kind of off, right? That, that was the scary part because he received me and sold me a dream like okay i know you're 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 13 you know what i'm saying but we're going to be a family we're going to take care of you you know i told him the situation how i you know found the ad and called because i needed to clothe myself and all of this stuff and i didn't mind going out with old oh, men if that's what y'all doing to to get a check right i need a check right right you know and he kind of and it was so weird because they just follow, follow his lead so if he wasn't awkward they weren't awkward it was mm. like, okay, cool. This is what we're doing. We're going to embrace her. So was the first thing he asked you like your age? Yeah. I mean, because obviously I'm sure you looked young. Yeah. And you just told him, I'm 13. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Well, he, he asked me, he said, does anybody else know that you're here? Okay. Does anybody know you're here though? Right. But okay, why are you here? You know, I ran away from home, blah, 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 blah. And I need to, I need to make a check. So, all right, cool. We're going to protect you and we're going to embrace you. And wow. And went from there. So at that time for you, I mean, I'm sh I'm sure you're a little bit scared, maybe a little bit like you're not scared. 
I wasn't scared, and that's but that's that dog in me, though. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, I got that ambition to where if I'm gonna do it, this is what I'm gonna do. So you didn't feel like like maybe I'm in over my head, like maybe this is something that not, not, that never came across your mind? No. Okay. I said I'm here, and, and let's 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 get to work. Okay. Okay. Let's get to work. Continue the story. I'm listening. So you, and you're still 13 now. 13 years old. All right. I've left. I'm done with school. You know what I'm saying? I I can't go back. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy, like, reliving this because it's like these people were straight, like, pedophile people, you know? And I didn't know the severity of what I had really gotten myself into. I just needed a check, you know? And so um, I was put on, um, you, you know what the whole stroll is in Jersey, right? I've, I've heard of that before. <laughs> I've heard of the, damn, is that funny? <laughs> I... I, I I think I know what that is. So is that yes. when you're like just pretty much walking on the street? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So they got that in Jersey. They got that in Dallas too, yeah. right? Like uh, Atlantic City, I think they, they yeah. this is real was real big for that at one point. Yeah, and so he puts me out there with these girls. Um, I see somebody or whatever, and we obviously ended up, you know, having sex or whatever. And that was when I knew then and there. Okay, so this is definitely not how things are supposed to be you know what i'm saying and then he wants to take some of my money 40 percent, and right. i'm the one out here doing this and right. i thought we were gonna be you know just spending time with old men these old men want to do something you yeah. know and so i learned i learned very quick quickly what type of game that i was in so i knew i had to be strategic and i had to get out mm. i had to get out so after i finished seeing somebody i look up and and the women they're nowhere to be found outside. I walk back outside, and I'm 13 years old. My eyes big. I'm in Dallas. I don't know because I'm from Arlington. Right. I don't. I've never been exposed to this kind of stuff. So I stayed in that probably for about six months. In that process, I was raped, beaten, bruised, all of that stuff at a young age. You know. So I knew I had to leave. I had to leave. And so the way that I actually got out. We were at the, uh, the one of the pimp's houses, right? And I was in there, and I was chilling, and I hear a boom, boom, boom at the door, right? Man, and I was looking cute that day, and I'm glad. It, that worked <laughs> on my favor. I was looking real cute. I never forget what I had on. I was looking real cute. And I opened the door, and the dude is like, hey, where is this dude at? You know, he calling him by his name and all of that stuff. Where's his dude? Where's his dude? But he opens the door, and he got a gun in my face. And he's like, where's this dude at? And so um, the other girls came out, and they were like, y'all get on the ground, y'all get on the ground. But I guess because I was cute that day, he didn't make me get on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Um, moral of the story, he actually let me escape the, the scene. Wow. He let me escape the scene. And that's nothing but God's grace. But he let me escape the scene. And mm -hmm. from there, I ran, and I never went back. Do you know what happened that day at that scene? Oh, they, they called me and they they thought that I set him up because the dude called them back after he robbed them mm -hmm. and said, hey, where is that girl Asia at? Like, I need her number. I want to holler at her. So it looked like, and that's what they used to call me. That was like my street Got name. Got you. So it's like, it looked like I set him up. So they wanted to kill me. So I wow. had to run and I had to get away as fast as I could. So that's the day I got How long did you stay in that environment? You, you got there at 13. How mm -hmm. long were you there About for? About six months. So six months. So you were still 13 when, yeah. when you were able to get out of there. Yeah. So this was a quick, like, period of time. It's, yeah. it's happened, you're in, and you were out. Then I'm out. All right. 
Wow. Okay. So, so you leave, you get away, and what happens next? Yeah, I leave, I get away. Um, they kind of exposed. Well, they did expose me to their fake ID plug and all of that stuff because they had to give me an ID, right? And so I went back there, had somebody take me back and get me another fake ID, and I start working in a strip club okay. at the age of thirteen. So I done went from wow. the whole strove being being exposed to that. Um, you know, dealing with this pimp who pretty much was a pedophile who knew I was underage to now I'm working at a strip club because it's all I know. All I know is money, power, and respect and what a woman's body now can do for me. Right, right. Do you have anybody in your circle that's helping to, I mean, I, I can't say guide you in the right way, but guide you at all? Like, who, who, who's your circle at this time? Is it just, are you alone? Yeah, I, I was, wow. Yeah. I was alone. Coming to think about it, I really was. I mean, I had friends and stuff that were still in school, you know, but I can't talk to them about this kind of stuff. Right. You know, and the, the woman that picked me up in the Corvette, you know, I mean, I would talk to her, but she'd just be like, just get the money. Get right. the money. Get the money. No one ever came and said, hey, this is not the way this no. is. This isn't for you. You can do better than this. No, no one. No. Okay. No. Okay. Mm -mm. And I would deal with, with dudes that were probably 16, 17, a lot older than me. Um, and I would stay at different places. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to. Right. Until I got my own spot. Got you. So I got my own spot at 14. So from 14 to now, I've always had my own spot. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. All right. Yeah. So, so, so 14. So you're working in the strip club. You start there 13 and a half. Yeah. 14, um, I could kind of imagine what that's like, but mm -hmm. I guess maybe tell me a little bit about, I mean, obviously, like, your experience there, like. I got experience to, to sugar daddies and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, working in a strip club, it's a dream-selling business. Um, it's definitely not pleasant. The girls are very vicious. Um, you can walk up to a client that may want to dance from you and, you know, another girl want to cut you in the back because she feel like you, you've taken her client, her right. customer. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely not an environment. It's not a good environment for a 14-year-old. But it definitely, because I stripped from 13 to 21 because that's all I knew. 13 to 21, eight years. 13 to 21, and it got to the point where I'm flying here, I'm flying to Atlanta, I'm flying to um, to Louisiana, Hustlers Club, like, I was all over, you know, and I, I gained a lot of popularity in that, but from there, it, it made me want to do drugs and all kind of stuff just to numb the pain, so I'm like, right. okay, look, you know, I had got addicted to um, Xanax and all kind of shit to, to numb it, yeah. you know, because, I mean, it, it just... It, it, it'll really wear you down, you know, when you have to, when you're steady dependent on men, because that's what you're doing. You're dependent on men. Where's your next sugar daddy gonna come from or whatever? Where's the next car gonna come from? And it just, I had allowances and stuff, but it just kind of got, you know, out of hand. And I didn't realize it until I got into a relationship at 21. And he's like, yo, it's either that or, or me. You know right, what I'm saying? And right. I, I can help you. I promise I'll help you find a job. I had never had no job. Yeah. And he's like, I'll, I'll help you. 
and uh, we'll get we'll get you together. But you can't have no sugar daddy and stuff in you with me. We yeah. just can't do that. And you can't be in a strip club no more. I'm tired of it. Where'd you meet him? Where did I meet him? Online. Online. Uh, okay. I sure did meet him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Got you. All right. So 21, you. Yeah, the strip club. You, I'm you not stop. The strip club. How did you just stop cold turkey? Just one day you wake yes. up. I'm not going in today. Well, when he found me that job, I said, "All right, cool." Okay, I'm done. And what was that job doing? Um, selling uh solar panels okay. and all of that kind of stuff. So I was working at an energy conservation service, and I would go in there, and it was a call center. Right. And so I would be making sales left and right because I'm already in the selling business anyway. Dream selling business. I'm already a hustler. So I've done the, the hardest selling that there is, Facts. you know, so I just went in there, um, did my thing, left from there. He found me another job at um, a home security joint and um, I was a top rep there, too. OK. You know, so I stayed there for four years. Okay. Okay. Got you. So selling solar, solar panels, you said solar. Yeah. Solar panels. And then I jumped to selling home security, home security. Okay. Uh -huh. All right, cool. So you say that for four years, what happens next? Ooh. Okay. Um, so I left that job to go sell roofs because I just wanted to make all this commission. I'm like, okay, this is like hustle now you're money. a true sale, like <laughs> saleswoman at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is like street money. You, right, know? you don't right. have to look over your shoulder. Right. And so, um, I left there because it got hot and I went back to the security place and I stayed there all the way until 27. And what changed is um, I had a friend just randomly come to me and he's like, yo, let's buy an 18 wheeler. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, who has 18 wheeler money? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. So um, he came over to my grandma's house, my great granny's house. Right. And I gave, I told her about the idea and for some strange reason, because I'm a, the underdog yeah. in my family. But she believed in me, and she was like, all right, let's do it. So you reconnected with your your great-grandmother. Never, never, never uh, disconnected fully with her. Gotcha. Like She would tell me, hey, if you're out here doing this, you need to bring that hustle money here so I can at least put it up for you. Okay, so she knew what you were doing. She did. Got you, got you. And you guys maintained a relationship yes. throughout that time. All right, so you get introduced to trucking. Your friend tells you, let's buy a truck. Yeah. And she kind of sponsors you or helps you out with that. Yeah, so he, he backed out. and Because when it's time, we've done our LLC, and I don't know nothing about this, so I'm researching and stuff. So we've done all that, and he backed out. He's like, well, I didn't know y'all was going to want to put the money down that fast. We're like, nah, brother, we got <laughs> we, we cutting you out your own stuff. Right. And so I, I got with my uh, landlord, and I'm like, hey, you want to go in on this trucking business? He said, yeah. We put in, it was a 2013 Freightliner Cascadia. We put in, I think, $19,000. It was a $53,000 truck. We put in nineteen to to get it. And it took like a month to close on the truck because nobody had a CDL. Okay, okay. And what would you do with the truck to get work? Um, <laughs> well, we had, we had been, you know, I'm a networker, right? Uh -huh. So I've been talking to different people, and I've been hearing uh, – down at the different truck lots, people are saying, oh, my truck makes $10,000, $15,000 a week. And I'm like, well, what the hell your your truck doing? Because we're looking to buy trucks. Right. And they're like, yo, we put them in the oil field. Okay. They're hauling sand. Some are pneumatic, some are sandbox, right? That's when the new chassis trailers had just came out. And so I'm like, okay. So I get to researching, and I'm calling different oil field companies, right? And I'm like, how do I get in? How do I get in? We're buying a truck. And so... um, 
they gave me what is that the letter of intent or mm-hmm. something or, and letting to let the uh the dealership know right. so that they got the work truck, right so we did that okay um we got, got the contract we were ready to go the only thing we needed was the driver mm-hmm. right so i'm at work still working at the uh security place and i'm on the phones like i'm, I'm researching how to get drivers right how to get drivers how to get drivers i was on indeed just posting stuff you know how indeed can be really really slow for sometimes. sure and what year is this just to put it in context uh 2017 17 okay 17 yeah. yeah and so i'm looking for drivers and i'm like yo you know what i'll just call the texas workforce commission okay you know they they have uh drivers and people looking for jobs all day so i hired sure. a dude Okay. <laughs> I hired a hired dude. dude. Yeah, I thought he was cool. I thought, you know, the people spoke highly of him. Okay. Okay, so we finally closed on the truck. So we lit, right? We lit, excited. I'm like, I'm finna be able to quit this job. Like, we're lit. Man, we get that man them keys to drive it, bring him off the lot for orientation, and didn't see that truck again for a month and a half. He stole the truck, brand new off the lot. He stole the truck? Brand new off the lot. Wow. Brand new off the lot. Do you know how devastating that is? <laughs> like, what is going it's, on? It's never happened to me, but I could imagine. I mean, y'all put everything y'all had, I'm, I'm sure, or a good amount, a portion of it into yes. this truck. Yes. And I put my you, little 2000 in. You did your research, <laughs> you found a driver, and he just ghosted you. Ghosted me. Okay. And we would have this man in the hotel. We would take him food and his ass in there reading the Bible. (laughs) 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 Underlining this stuff. Uh, Underlining, highlighting the Bible. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. I'm going to steal your truck. (laughs) Yes. Like, yo, what is happening right now? So it was just, I was devastated. So you said, how long was it until you found the truck? Six weeks. And when we found it, it was in the hood of Dallas (laughs) with no tires. <laughs> no tires on what? it. What man? Did you ever see the guy again? No, but he did do. He did um, go to to jail for that for a year. Okay, so the police found him yes. eventually for that pa- Com- for I, that particular yes, crime. Okay, yes, okay. I cried to the. Uh, <laughs> I put my you snitched, Ashley. Yes, I was snitching. <laughs> I was snitching. Hey, this man live over here. All that. I'm telling you. Oh my god! I was tore down from that, but. We had the we had the bounce back, you know, wow. from that, and I didn't do any. That was less than one on one driver staffing, right? Do a background check on these people. Check these people out. Come to find out, the man was a crackhead and an arsonist. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination! Oh my God, you know how to pick them, boy. Listen. A crackhead and an arsonist. <laughs> well, at least he ain't burn the truck, right? You know what I'm saying? At least he didn't burn it now. Oh man, that's crazy. Okay, so how do you bounce back? You said you have to bounce back. What What do you do to bounce back? Bounce back. So we uh we, we get the truck back. Thank God for insurance. So we get all eleven thousand dollars worth of tires. Put back on the truck for free. Okay. So that that was cool. Um, hired another another driver. Um, started doing background checks. Obviously, you know. Then I wasn't too um, knowledgeable about the NVRs and the PSPs and stuff like that. But that background check, I was definitely gonna have to do that. Um, we put another driver in the trucks into the oil field, and now we're getting a feel of how things work okay. out in the oil field. So that was my that was my favorite part of the the industry because I learned to to know it so good. 
and it, it was just fun to me. Like I would ride with the driver to the wells to see how they unload and, and all of that stuff from the pneumatics to the chassis. And I just got intrigued with the oil field. Okay. Got you. So you, you get what you have one truck now, right? Yeah. The, the same truck. Yeah. And you're running that truck, one driver. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me about how you continue to grow that business or where kind of things go from there. Okay. So whew. <laughs> after that, right, I would have a driver quit. Because he wanted a new opportunity, whatever. You know, we know how these drivers are. And so um, I would have another driver back in the truck in 24 hours, 48 hours at the max. And the oil field owner is like, he calls me like the owner. And he's like, yo, who are you? And I was <laughs> like, Ashley, you know, I'm, you know, I work for you. Right. My truck is leased on with you. And he's like, how in the hell are you? How, did, how do you find drivers in 24 hours? I got 50 trucks sitting right now. And I can't find any drivers. Mm. And he's like, listen, I will hire you and pay you 50000 50, a year. That was $1,000 a week. That was more than what I was making at the uh, call center. You know right, what I mean? Right. And he's like, can you keep my trucks filled? And from there, I, I kept every last one of his trucks filled and rolling. So you you were just able to turn around drivers on your own truck quick. So you, you would have drivers quit. And I guess he would hear about it because you were leased yeah. on to him. Mm -hmm. So he'd know that the guy quit. and then But the next day, it's like, oh, now we got that covered. Yeah, we, we back on the road. So how were you doing that? Just through Indeed. And then I would make up my own scripts and stuff. I was really good at sales scripts. Okay. Right? And just coming off stuff off the bone. But I talked to drivers. Like, how I'm talking to you? Is how I was talking to them. Right. Just keeping it all the way funky, keeping it all the way real. Hey, do you want a job? Because if you really want to make some money, I'm the person that can help you make some money. Like, we're not going to play. You know, just let me know what's good. If you don't feel this is a good opportunity, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yo, all right, well, we now. So So did you have a driver pool? Like, a, like I'm, I'm sure because you can't really, like, get a guy fully, you know, vetted and everything within 24 right. hours. So right. you had guys kind of waiting. Like, how did you work that out? No. The only thing that the uh, owner of the oil field cared about was they weren't a killer. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really have to go through the So you have to go PSP. through, okay. So he was kind of cutting corners too, to an extent. He like, just get me a driver. Just get, I don't care. Yeah. Just a warm body who's not going to kill nobody. Yeah. Get him in the truck. That's it. And that's that. That's so it made your job pretty easy at that point. Yeah. You just had to find somebody who was willing to do the work. That's it. Okay. And my pool was just coming from Indeed. Got you. So he tells you, uh, I want you to hire for me now. Mm -hmm. And he has how many trucks? 50. 50 trucks. That All were right. sitting, yeah. Okay, 50 trucks sitting. Sitting, yeah. How many did he have that were that were yeah. not sitting? It looked like he had a lot. I mean, he was making a lot a lot of money from what I heard right. from the mechanics that you right. know, do that pillow top. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if he has 50 sitting, I'm sure he has like 150 <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. probably moving. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm sure you get to work on that for him. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I would I would get to work. My my process was pretty cut and dry. If you pass, you weren't no killer. You know, you had two years experience, you know, a year and a half in sand hauling or whatever, just the basics. Um, no accidents, you know, within the, you know, the the um, the terrible, terrible rollovers and all of that kind right. of stuff, right? right. So um, I, I get, I'm working it, I'm working it, I'm working it, but... I'm the one that's doing all, I'm still running my truck, right? And my great granny is 91 today, you know? And my landlord was freaking 65. Mm. <laughs> so it's like I'm, I'm doing the majority of the work. And I found myself having to um, 
work on the truck. I got pictures of me under there fixing airlines and all kind of stuff. Like it was to the point I was going to go to diesel mechanic school because I was just like this. It, it's, it's just too much on the maintenance, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm like, yo, everything we're making and we're splitting it three ways with three different partners. It wasn't shit left. So right. it was like I can't pay my bills like this, you know, and it was really it was it was it was discouraging. What 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 was uh, he paying you to get drivers at that time? I'll just get a thousand a week. So I so he pay, he put you on a salary. Yeah. To find drivers for him. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't a, on a as on a per driver basis. Just yep. like I'm gonna pay you a weekly salary to find me drivers. Yep. And okay. I didn't know, yo. And I'm just like, but that was that was God giving me the experience mm -hmm. that I needed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. Nobody going for that. Right, right, right. Nobody's going for that. Right. But um, it, it turned out, it turned out, it turned out good. But I started looking at it from a standpoint of, hey, this truck is causing us so much. It's everything's going back into the business. But this recruiting money is free and clear, and I don't have to. And now I'm putting that into the truck, so some gotta give. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Something gotta give. Something's not adding up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we just end up letting the truck go back two years later. Um, I just after I opened up um, Supreme Driver Recruiting, you know, I talked to God about it, and I asked him, "Is this what you want me to do?" Because you now everybody, a lot of people are calling my phone just from word of mouth, and I said, "God, is this what you want me to do?" And He gave it to me in a dream. The same night that that's what he wanted me to do. So from there, I had to kind of cut ties with the trucks. Got you. Did you know anybody else who owned a recruiting company? Or have you ever even heard of a recruiting company or anything like that before? Not till I started researching after I started my business to okay. see what, what the competition prices. was. Right. And what, okay, yeah, what, what are these charge. prices? And so since my company, Roadway Logistics, which was my trucking company, I was I wasn't lying. You know, so when I called, I said, hey, this is Ashley with Roadway Logistics. I need a drive. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> So I'm getting these contracts, yo, and I'm like, "What you mean five thousand dollars?" And I'm getting a thousand. You get a thousand a week, and, like and placing like right, 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 right. I'm like, "Are you sure?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's for direct placement." And I'm like, "Yo, I've been tripping. Mm. I've been tripping." And so I first started it out, um, and I started out my prices started out at seven seventeen fifty. Okay. And then per it just kind of yeah. Okay. And I did the 30-day guarantee, but, you know. What's the 30-day guarantee mean? Um, if the driver quits on you, you know, if you go through our company, he quits. As long as it's not negligence due to your company, like you don't pay the man or you don't, you know, put him in a hotel or something. If the truck breaks down, you don't fix it. We'll replace him. Okay. We'll replace Free him. Free of charge. Free of charge. For the same 1750 Yeah. Okay, got you. All right, so. Um, so that's just your, your, your straight price, seventeen fifty per yeah. driver. I'm assuming you start working with other companies. How do you find other companies to work with? How do you start building the company? Uh, okay, so what I did was, you know, I'm a woman and I'm black, okay? Okay. Those people in corporate, and I'm damn sure not corporate, those people don't look like me, you know, and they probably don't understand what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> so my landlord, um, multimillionaire, plenty of businesses, um, and a salesman. You know, he has his own box corrugated business. And so I just asked him, hey, yo, if you get these contracts for me, like if we, if you go to JB Hunt and you land me a contract, you know, and you land it for 3000 a driver, I'll pay you $3,000 commission. Okay. And so he start, that's how I started building on the big side, but on the small side, it was just kind of like, I don't know, it's word of mouth. Okay. 
word of mouth, and then uh, somebody, you know who Grant Cardone is, right? I do. Somebody anonymously paid over $100,000 for me to go to three of his classes. Okay. Anonymously. Really? Yes, anonymously. But at the um, security company I was working with, they paid $100,000 for his program to put us on Grant Cardone so we could be better salespeople. And that's the only connection that I have, right. you know, with somebody in Grant Cardone. How did you How did you find it out? Would you just get like an email or something like that? They the, called me. Grant Cardone's people called yes. you? Yes. And said, hey, they actually... You, we Are owe, you booked and you, ready? We owe you a class. Somebody paid for Are, it. Do you have your flight done? Okay. Everything's everything's already been paid. Um, you you'll be here in Miami at the Marriott. Blah blah blah. And it was a hundred thousand dollars. Over a hundred thousand dollars, and it was three different classes. And you, you don't know. You have no idea who did no. it. No, and the only way I found out how much, I didn't even know how much it was, right? right? They didn't disclose that information. But I'm in the first class, you know, I think it was the sales class or something with Grant Cardone. He actually was showing, showed up there and was teaching it himself. Yeah. And I'm like asking people, I'm curious, right? So I'm next to all these corporate people. I'm asking them, hey, you know, how much did you pay, pay to be in here? Right. And some of them was like, oh, this one was just 25000 or this one was just 15000 I'm like, oh, what wow. the hell? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I know Grant Cardone. He does that for a lot, a lot of big corporations. I know. Um, mm -hmm. I think one was like Vivint, like a lot of the security yeah. and like he 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 hosts those things for them, yep. the big corporations. So yeah. Yep. All right. So you you so obviously I'm sure that helped you with your sales or whatever sales tactics and so forth and so on. Fifty thousand in one week, right after class. Really. Man, he said, listen. What did Grant Cardone teach you that made you 50000 in one week? Since you got it for listen, free, you might as well bless yes. the listeners. I'm not <laughs> lying. He said, hey, I want you to put up your cell phone right now and make a video. And uh, make it about your business. And he said, no retakes. No retakes. So when you get back to your business or office or whatever, you need to do a video. No retakes. Post it and do an ad with it. Okay. You seen that ghetto ass last place video? I've I've seen I've seen a few. I don't want to call them ghetto, but I've seen a few interesting videos that you guys have made. Yeah, so it was just like that video like took off. It got um attention even from Cedric the Entertainer and he ended up shouting us out. You know what I'm saying? That video was just crazy, but it made us over fifty grand in one week. So okay, so who did that video get out to that was calling you guys to make you fifty grand? Like like Smaller carriers that yeah. need drivers. Yeah. Okay. And this, this is like like on Facebook and everything yeah. going viral. Yes. Which video was that? Because I've seen a few. What was the happening? First in the first one. What What was happening in the video? Can you explain it? <laughs> <laughs> everybody was just like I, I said. If you got sitting trucks, you and what? And everybody was like, you in last place. <laughs> <laughs> So it was you so funny. last place. Yes. Oh my yes, god! We said, "Call us if you want to get out last place. We got you." Okay. Okay. Got you. So you got <laughs> some people to give you a call. Uh, so okay. So is your is your business talking about Supreme Driver Recruiting? Is it more so the larger carriers, or is it more so like the smaller, like twenty mm -hmm. trucks or less? Like who do you yeah. who do you who's like your niche, like your target? Small. Okay. Small carriers because we have multi million dollar contracts. So like our contracts with like CR England, JB Hunt, those are ongoing. We can send drivers all the time. But the people that are in need right now is who have these sitting trucks that's hurting and you know only have one or two trucks. Yeah. And so since I've been a small carrier and I know how it is, it's like okay, I'll deal with the small carriers because it's a lot of people that don't want to deal with them if you notice. Right. Right. Because of what it, I mean, it's almost like consulting. Yeah. You know, and it's like hand holding, and it's like. 
they pay their money, their invoice, and then they're like, hey, two hours later, any updates on a driver? Like, yo, let us work. Let right. us work. So right. they're just a little, a lot more work. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So how has your operation changed from early days when you first got that opportunity from the guy who just said, hey, I need, I'll pay you $1,000 a week to cover you know, some yeah. to, to find me drivers to now. Now, now you've opened your business officially, and you guys, you, you have a call center. Yeah, you have employees. Yeah, like tell us how how Supreme Driver Recruiting looks now, for people, so people could understand. Yeah, well, we have um, well, we opened up the call center, right? We had employees and all of that. Um, and I was I was helping the the felons, the people who couldn't get jobs. And I, I had them on 1099, but then I switched it over once I actually opened up the call center, right? We um, went to W-2, right? So, um, yeah, helping felons and, and people and all that, I was paying $17 to $54 an hour, right? 17 to 54 for the people, recruit for the recruiters yes, or the drivers? for the recruiters. Okay. Yeah. Why Why the, the large gap? What's the difference? It would be on a tier. If okay. you got three drivers hired that week, you, you get $24 an hour for that week. So I had it on a tier because okay. I wanted to make it competitive, make it fun. I would make it to where, yo, if whoever hits, you know, five hires for the month or six hires for the month, I'm going to send you to Cancun with your girl. Okay. You know, just different, different things. And so I caught COVID, right? I caught COVID and um, I was out for almost 21 days, right? And I came home, or not home, but I came back to the office to $80,000 worth of refunds and customers were sending employees cash apps. Customers were sending employees cash apps. Okay, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. Um, hold I, on, so, so they were sending them cash apps for what? Like when I'm not in the office, there you know people are sending your employees cash. Yeah, apps. my like, employees like, would be like, oh, oh so yeah, they're just, they're just cash doing business the between themselves yeah. and cutting yeah. you out. Not. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That almost took me out. Wow. Like people don't know. People were slandering Supreme's name until other people had to kind of step in and be like, nah, this is what happened. This is what happened, you know. And um, I had to do a lot of free shit okay. for customers because of what they had been through, you know. And I had to file police reports and all kind of stuff. Like they almost took me out. Wow. I actually recovered from that. And, and it's, it's I thank God to this day because it was nothing but him. I recovered from that. Yeah. You know, and I still have like three more companies to to replace drivers for free. Yeah. Because I need the Supreme Team name to be to have integrity. Right. You know, and so I've I've gave a couple people like our five thousand dollar package for free and filled two to three trucks for them just for the inconvenience. And those people really redeemed um our name. How many people do you have working for you now in, in Supreme? How many recruiters? Let me see. Around 10 recruiters. 10 recruiters. Yeah. Okay. We've just closed the office because now uh, the CFO says we got to go virtual because we're getting so many inquiries from Atlanta, Florida. You know, people have heard about the Supreme team and we were, um, we were just putting ourselves in a box with just Dallas. Right. You know, I have a friend of mine, he made his staff and agency did four million for the past three years and everybody's virtual. So I'm like, and he's like, Ashley, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you need to close that now and, and make your stuff virtual. So that's what we're doing. Then okay. I have a call center in the Philippines as well. Okay. Okay. So you did some outsourcing. Yes. All right. So are you still focusing on the oil fields now? Like what, what's your typical customer look like? 
OTR. Uh, small, yes. small carrier OTR. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you guys would pretty much tell me about the process and like how you hi hire a driver, mm -hmm. place them, and then like what happens if the driver quits. Like just kind of give me, for yeah. someone who needs your service, like yeah. kind of give me yeah. that rundown. Well, we have um, kind of transitioned um, our business model to make it more efficient. So instead of um, just, you know, you having driver recruiting and all of that, we have uh, started a service called uh, Driver Interview Service. Okay. Right? And it's unheard of. So we have our people, we have over 20,000 drivers that we have in our database that has dealt with us since 2017, right? 20,000 20, drivers. 20,000, yeah. So and when you say dealt with out. you, that means what? Like that means From, worked, worked through you at some point or just had a touch point at some point? At a touch point. Okay. At some point. You, you, you've talked to them yes. or emailed or you, that's yep. like your list. Yeah. Okay, that's gotcha. our list. Yep. They know who Supreme is, okay. right? And so... Um, we reach out. So if you call and say, hey, I need an over-the-road driver or whatever, um, I'm, we're going to ask you which hiring area is he in. If you say Atlanta, okay, so we're going to pull our list from Atlanta and we're going to put a driver recruiter on your um, on your your account for 40 hours a week. So we our goal is to get you closed within seven days. Okay. That's our goal. Um, and now what we do, we um, will hook you up on Skype so you can talk to your recruiter all day. But you have to to use our service. You have to be available for interviews all throughout the day or get somebody that can do interviews all throughout the day. Because we all know when you get a lead, you call this driver, they're interested and you're like, OK, well, we can't get in touch with the owner. We'll call you back. And then you never hear from them again because Johnny over here didn't already put him in a truck. Facts. You know, so it's like we will not take your 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 money if you do not. If you you can't Have take the time. interviews. Yeah. So is that pretty much the business model now? That's how you're running the entire company? Yeah. So you, you're, you're pulling from your driver pool and you're basically setting up interviews yeah. with carriers who are looking for drivers. Yeah, based off their requirements. Based off of their requirements, mm -hmm. where they're at, so forth and so mm -hmm. on. The owner just has to be available to take, to take the That's interviews it. and then they hire. So yeah. what are what are you are you guys doing anything in terms of like compliance? Are you pulling like any MVRs? Are you doing any accident reports or, or are you just giving them like the raw? This is a driver. Mm -hmm. You take it from here. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So our we our job is to is to cold call these drivers for you. Sell sell your position. Get the driver interested. Get them on the phone with you. And we actually connect the call. We three way the call. And our team will listen in on that interview, um, and to make sure you like the driver. If you like the driver, cool. Then we'll send you the license and the background check. From there, you take that. You run them through your insurance, and so the insurance can check the MVR, get them drug tested, and get them onto the truck. Got you. So the only thing you guys will spend money on is on the back background check, like a nationwide yeah. check. Make sure they're not a killer or anything yes. like that. <laughs> yes. Make sure they're yes. safe. Okay. And what do you, and what do you charge for that service? That's twenty seven fifty. Okay. That's twenty seven fifty. And and for that twenty seven fifty, do you have access to that pool on a regular basis, or is that like a one time thing? No. How does that work? All all the time. Okay. So all once you pay your twenty seven fifty, you're in. Yeah, and and then here's here's the cool thing too about it. Um, it's kind of like lead generation. So we will send you these drivers. We'll send you all of their information based on your qualifications, right? So you have that in Skype. And so you can interview 10 drivers and still now you have some different leads to work with later if you need to call some call some drivers back. Right. But we give you um, options and we give you a choice. Gotcha. You know, and with this situation, it's just like, okay, now 
we can get you drivers that you can start interviewing within one to three days and you make it two to you average get two to three interviews per day. So let's get this closed. Got you. So for for a one just to make it clear, for a one time fee of twenty seven fifty, you can have access to your, let's say, quote unquote twenty thousand drivers in your pool and for a lifetime of your company? No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> so, so I'm trying to make sure I understand. No. Or is that like for the one hire or how does no, that work? No, that's just for the one hire. So we'll okay. send you over drivers out of our pool that's ready to interview with your company okay. until you, and we'll so, still send them and connect you with interviews until you hire. So once you hire that driver, then that 2750 is then done. Yeah. And then at that point, if I need another driver too, yeah. I'm going to restart the process 2750 again. Exactly. And then go through it. Okay. Got exactly. it. How, what's the feedback on the service? How have people been reacting? into it mm -hmm. tell me how you know tell me about that well they like it because it's fast instead of having just the driver recruiting service and then you don't get an interview for 10 days you know what i mean they they just like it like that um we have another service and and this is the dopest thing i think and it helps small carriers who need more than two drivers right so we have a five thousand dollar package if you need more than one driver or whatever and you get unlimited interviews for the month okay so um a homie of mine, Tank. Shout out to Tank. Shout out to Tank, hustle yeah. fan. Yeah, shout out to Tank. Um, he tried our service, the $5,000 service, and he was able to hire up to five drivers for the month. And he had somebody to his back office to help him. And he's like, hey, y'all be available for these interviews. And they got, you know, all those drivers. I We sent them 30 to 40 drivers for the month. Wow. And now, look, they have some drivers in their database, new drivers. Right, right, right. So they, so so even though even if they hire just five, they still have 40 because 30, 40, they can still go back and, and use those 40. So you don't mind that. That's no, OK. I don't mind that. Yeah. I feel like that's that's helping out uh, smaller carriers. OK, but we don't do that for large carriers. OK, you take this driver, you go about your business. <laughs> got you. Got you. So how, how are how are you guys finding your drivers? Because everybody's having so much struck so much problems finding guys who are just interested in, in the work i mean is the driver shortage real to you do you do you think that's a real thing what what's your opinion on that and how are you guys doing what, what are you guys doing to uh to circumvent that they they don't want to work and it's like it, it it's putting double work on the recruiters because it's just like okay you know and then you got these drivers jumping from here to here when it comes to sign-on bonuses and stuff right um, these drivers have gotten lazy. I think that um, the industry has stepped up on their pay. Like, the pay is crazy right now. We had a $3,000 a week account hauling seafood Monday through Friday, mm. you know? Um, it, it's, it's crazy. But we go, I mean, we, we work on, we look on applicant stack. We don't really do Indeed anymore or, or ZipRecruiter and all of that. But the main thing is Facebook. Facebook, okay. Facebook. We run ads. We're um, relatable to the drivers. We keep it real with them. And they're intrigued. And then they see cute girls and they want to call. <laughs> <laughs> they want to call and talk they call, about have a conversation it. and then they get hired just by also. Yeah, while yeah. There. So it's all good. So, um, But Facebook is has been the main thing for us. You know, I used to, um, when I got into the game first, I used to go to truck stops, knock on drivers' doors, give them flyers and all of that stuff. Like, that's dead. Mm. That's mm. dead. Gotcha. Also, have you um, have you heard of uh, Class A drivers? Have you heard about that site? Class A drivers yeah. is a site. Yeah. No, I actually haven't. Go on there. Like it's so many drivers on there. You got to cold call them, but go on there. 
Okay, okay, yeah. that's a jewel right there. So Class A that's drivers, a, that's definitely a jewel. That, that site just has drivers who are what? They just have their profiles set up they on have, it? They have box truck drivers, uh, Class B, Class A. You can search in the different areas that you need drivers from, you know. And then, I mean, I, I'm doing a driver recruiting course. It's called Secrets to Driver Recruiting. Okay. I mean, you can hire, you know, a cold caller or something. Four right. to five bucks an hour. Hire them. Call them. Give them your criteria and have them, you know. Get you some drivers. Got you. Got you. Okay. A lot of people just don't want to do the work. <laughs> that's that's what it really boils down to, right? Yeah. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. How, what what's the uh, what have you seen? You said the pay has increased for drivers, right? Absolutely. Like what's some of the like most ridiculous pay pay you've seen like out there and thirty two. Thirty two? Thirty two hundred dollars. How, okay. can you, how can you make any money <laughs> paying this man $3,200? Like, that's and almost what, what, what type of job was that for? That was flatbed. Flatbed? Flatbed, uh-huh. Okay. That was flatbed OTR. And right now, we don't really take accounts that's over, uh, you know, 10 days out. And we like to work 10 and 3, 10 and 4, you know. What do you mean? Like, the, they have a need that's more than 10 days out, you're saying? Yeah, we want, we want, uh-uh. Okay. We want him to take so it. So, it's like, you, you, gotta, you want a driver now. For the most part is what you're saying, right? No, no, no. Like if a company comes to me and says, hey, we want our drivers uh, to stay out three weeks and come oh, home four ten, days. Okay, because I was, like, oh, was going to no, say, baby. why would somebody want to hire a driver 10 days? Okay, I got you. Yeah, Understand. it's like, no, nah, we, can't, we can't take your account. We're not right. going to frustrate ourselves and frustrate you. Right. And, and the pool of those kind of drivers are, are slim, slimmer, especially very in this slim. environment very, now. Very, um, I mean, you have guys that will do it, but you have to find them. Mm-hmm. And Supreme Driver yeah. Recruiting is not the one for mm -hmm. you. <laughs> not the one. Three weeks out? No, sir. No doubt. No doubt. All right. That's 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 dope, man. That's dope. So so kind of circling back to just your life in general. Mm -hmm. I know you're an author now. Uh -huh. so let's let's plug your book and tell me really tell tell the audience real quick about that. All right, y'all. So my book is called Divorcing the Game. Uh, my journey from the stripper pole to owning a million dollar trucking business. Um, it's a banger, man. It's a banger. Like, it's going to have you up. You're going to want to finish the book in the same day. I promise you. You can tap into it on, on Amazon, but it gets a little bit more in depth about my, um, my, you know, what I experienced out there on the streets from come to where, where I am now. Um, you know, we're doing a nonprofit organization called Divorce in the Game. Uh, we'll have a, a conference coming up called Strip from the Pole, and that's for the scammers, the strippers, the drug dealers, all y'all come out if you want to change your life. <laughs> you know, clean up your money and do something positive and trucking, Airbnb or real estate and things like that. So um, we've stepped into the public speaking, so I'm now speaking in colleges uh, or universities, uh, speaking to the younger girls in school, 11th, 12th grade and stuff like that, and just letting them know what's really out here and what to look out for. No doubt. I love that. So when you look back on your life mm -hmm. and just everything that you've been through, um, what what's one word that would describe the emotion that 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 comes to mind? Hmm. A eagle. A eagle. A eagle. Why eagle? Because look where I came from and, and I'm soaring high as hell right now. Mm. I'm done with chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be done with those chickens. That's what's up. But I love that. All right, cool, man. Uh, this has been a really dope conversation. It was great to just learn more about you. Yeah, like I said, sure. we, we did this before, but we never got this deep mm -hmm. and really got to see, you know, 
Um, but what, what we do see is the common theme is you've been a hustler all your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You made, made a way out of no way. Yeah. And yes. I mean, obviously you had a, a, a rough childhood, but you were able to blossom and become, you know, something that young girls could look up to now right. and aspire to be, right. which is most important. Um, so yeah, congrats on Thank all of that. You. Um, so we have to have our final thought, you know, at the show and, um, then let everybody know where they can connect with you. So okay. First final thought, and then, well, first let them know where they can connect with you, and then we'll let you drop with your final thought. So where can people find you? Okay, guys, y'all can find me on Instagram, underscore Supreme Recruiting. Facebook is uh, Supreme Driver Recruiting and Supply Chain Solutions, and it's Supreme Driver Recruiting and Supply Chain Solutions on LinkedIn as well. Um, if you guys need drivers, you can catch us on uh, at 817-655-2329, and uh, a member of our team will get y'all, get y'all straight, get y'all that last place. <laughs> Get you out of last place. <laughs> All right, and the final thought, Ashley, what you going to leave them with? <clears throat> you know, just don't give up. I don't care what you're going through. Be be very persistent about your dream. Like, this stuff in between your ears, like, use it. You know what I'm saying? And just don't give up. Like, I promise you, it's going to pop. Like, don't give up. I've been in the game for five years. People told me I couldn't do it. Friends told me I was stupid as hell. Like, just keep going. I promise you, it's going to pop. Keep going, it's going to pop. Divorce in the game, Supreme Driver Recruiting, Ashley Thomas. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Hustle fam, you know what we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it's only a desire. Myself, Ashley, we are out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.